Today's gospel reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum, by the sea in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali. So that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Napoli, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in a region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From the time Jesus began to proclaim, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called to them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of God, the word of life. Whenever we hear these, this set of scriptures that has to do with the disciples fishing and, and Jesus comes and says, follow me, we always focus on Peter and Andrew and James and John about their quick and, and faithful obedience. Yes, we're going to go follow, and they leave everything and they go. But there's a lot to unpack about that, and there's a reason why we, we focus on that a lot, because it, it, it's hard for us to imagine following in that way, someone who just comes along. But I think sometimes we focus just on that, and we miss what else Jesus is doing in our gospel. Jesus is having a prophetic moment here. He says these words. He says, land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, wherever those places are. On the road and by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee, the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region of shadow of death, light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As much as we struggle to relate to what the disciples do immediately following Jesus, I think 
This part is actually harder to understand and to relate to. Especially that word repentance. It's such a, a churchy word. I mean, who uses the word repentance at, at work or at school or in their daily living? No one does. And especially this word repentance, it, it has a negative connotation to it, at least the way that we've often used it. In, in the Hebrew, the, the language that Jesus spoke, it meant to turn around. To change direction. And that's what you would do when you repented and when you, you would change your ways. But as Matthew is writing our gospel, Matthew is, is writing in the Greek language. And, and the word that he uses is metanoia, which means be of a changed mind. I like the idea of turning around, being repentant. But I like also, too, this idea of being, having a, changing your mind. Jesus is inviting people to see the world differently. To see a world where God's kingdom is coming near. Where the mistakes of the past, where the baggage of brokenness, where the pain of wounds is put into perspective. Of grace and faith and hope. But repentance is, the, is only one of the very churchy things. And we also talk about, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. Matthew understands that. He shares with us in other places in his gospel that, that he understands that to mean that the lowly are lifted up. That all people are lifted up. Socially, but also spiritually lifted up. It means to live with the mindset and the hope of God. And so for Jesus to say that the kingdom of heaven is near, is to say that everything that God hopes for, everything that God wishes would come true in your life, is really close to coming true. But it's not quite fully here yet. The kingdom is here, but not quite yet. I'd like to think that it's a lot like watching yesterday's football game. Because I don't know about you, but I believe the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl. We know that's going to happen, right? We know it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. It's so close. We can almost feel it. We have faith in the team. We have faith in the miraculous works of Patrick Mahomes. Who can transcend injury to bring victory. But as certain as that might be in our minds, as much as we hope for that and expect that that is the way that it's going to go, even more are we certain that this proclamation, this promise by Jesus is backed up by God. A God who does a lot of miraculous things. More than Patrick Mahomes. Jesus, who though he might be attacked and injured, and killed has proven that he is capable to get back up again and bring victory. So what's that all mean for us, this kingdom of heaven stuff, this repentance stuff? It means that although everything that God wants for us isn't quite here yet, we can put our trust that what we are experiencing right now is not the end. Yes, there is still pain. Yes, we still get knocked down, we get hurt, and we grieve. 
But we can put our trust that this is not the end, that it gets better. That there is healing and relief and wholeness and renewal and, and, and feeling good again and rejoicing ahead of us. We can put our faith in that promise. Now, I have to admit that during the football game yesterday, I had to go upstairs in our house for a little while, and, and I wasn't watching the game. But I could hear our neighbors behind us. <laughs> yes, 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 right? And, and they were cheering, which I thought was great. And then about 15 seconds later, Allison, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was already, but not yet. There was a difference, right? And about 15 minutes after that, I, I was able to go back downstairs and I, and I saw the replay of what had happened at halftime and learned what everybody was yelling about. What was going on in the game had already happened, but for me, not quite yet. Some were experiencing this grace and glory and wonder and victory and even though I didn't know it, even though I hadn't yet experienced it for myself, it was coming, and it was certain to happen, even though it wasn't realized yet for me. Already, but not yet. And so what Jesus, I think, is calling us to do in our gospel today is to listen to our neighbors who may be screaming in their backyard, to our family who might be downstairs close to us, or to whoever is in our lives, and to hear what is coming. To listen for what's going to come, whether it's 15 seconds from now, 15 minutes from now, or 15 years from now. To know that God promises that good things are coming. And this foreknowledge, this hope, it makes a real difference when we get stuck. Because what the disciples are experiencing when Jesus comes to them is they are sitting on the ground. Mending nets. They're stuck. As they try to mend the past. And Jesus invites them to take hold of a future. And so Jesus, he's not just speaking to them. He's speaking to us who feel stuck sometimes in our lives. Who feel like we're doing the same thing day after day after day. Feeling like we're sitting on the ground. Feeling like life is never going to be different. And Jesus comes to us to say, not only is there a future for you, it's not just more of the same. In fact, it has everything that God wants for you. Peace and wholeness, healing and closeness and joy. And so Jesus, he calls to the disciples and he calls to us to see ourselves and our world differently, to be of a changed mind to see ourselves and know that tomorrow we're not just going to be sitting around trying to fix the past. But we have opportunities to get up and moving forward. To even be part of ushering in that promised and sure future. Jesus comes to tell us to change our minds so that we know that God has a place for us to go has things for us to do, relationships to find joy in, and that we too, even when we're feeling stuck, can get up and move forward. Forward into a future that God has prepared for us 
from the beginning of time itself. Thanks be to God. Amen.